This North Carolina triad-based podcast is proudly brought to you by an amazing triad-based business. Ashley McKenzie Sharp with Fairway Independent Mortgage Corporation. Whether you're in the market for a new home or not, I'm willing to bet that you've at least thought about making a change. And with the fluidity of real estate and interest rates, your strategy may change by the day. But you know what? There's a nationally recognized loan originator right here that can pivot with you. Need a full qualifying approval to make that competitive offer? Maybe a quick turnaround on closing is the little something extra to help you win the home. Ashley McKenzie Sharp can help. And if you're not moving there's a decent chance you have more equity in your home than you realize. Ashley can help you turn that equity into a long overdue home renovation. Whatever your approach, just give Ashley a call and check out your options. 336-748-4599 or email ashleym at fairwaymc.com. Ashley McKenzie Sharp, NMLS ID number 100776, is a licensed mortgage originator in North Carolina, South Carolina, Virginia, Kentucky, Tennessee, and Florida. Fairway Independent Mortgage Corporation, NMLS ID number 2289, equal housing opportunity. This is the Triad Podcast Network. She is Jennifer Johnson. She is our certified financial planner right here on the Triad Podcast Network. She is with Three Magnolias Financial Advisors in Winston-Salem. Jennifer, how are you? Uh, we we decided that okay. we're not going to do quote-unquote market talk today. We, we've, 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 <laughs> given right. people, we've given people their fill of that of late, haven't we? <laughs> That's right. I think, I think I'm hearing people say they're sick of that. I don't know about you, but... <laughs> Tired of thinking about it. Let's think about something happier, like yeah. like getting married. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, so so. We're recording this in about mid May, which means we're close to right. summer, and uh, this is this is prime wedding season. So mm-hmm. we had uh, or you had the idea that like okay, let's let's talk about the finances of getting married, which. I would like to think that, uh, you know, podcast tends to skew toward a younger audience. So maybe there are people in sure. our listening audience that, um, that, that will find this, find this something that they can relate to. I think so. And I had heard, you probably heard it too, with, with COVID, a lot of weddings were actually delayed. So I think this has been kind of peak wedding season. A lot, a lot of stuff is finally happening that's been delayed, don't you think? I would think so. It's uh, we we've realized that as we went on a vacation recently to mm-hmm. to Disney World, and you realize that okay, uh, the spring might and spring break time might be a time when those places are packed. But then you you add on to the fact that people like us had been postponing that for a couple of years, so you've got this like pile on effect of all the people that would normally be be having these big life events this time of year, but also the ones that have postponed it from 2020 or 2021, or maybe they already technically got married and they wanted to have an official ceremony with all of their friends. and family. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard a lot of that too, a lot happening. So it's definitely season. I think most people have summer weddings. Uh, I know people do it at different times, but we just thought that might be seasonal, something to talk about yeah. now. It's it's kind. Of, it's more fun maybe than the market, but um, yeah. I saw interesting. Uh, this was a few years back, actually. I saw. I don't know if you'd call it a documentary or really what it was, but it it chronicled a few couples and um, it followed their their marriage, the length of their marriage, and and one of the things that it included was that the less the couple had spent on the the wedding itself the longer they actually stayed married. And I want to say they reported, um, 
I did not find any data on this more recently, but they reported being more happily married the less he spent on the wedding. So as a financial planner, that's one of the things we do, of course, is help people plan big events. So yeah. that piqued my interest too. And then also, unfortunately, we, we won't make this about divorce, certainly, but um, divorce affects people as well, financially and, and generally in a very negative way. So so always thinking to myself, you know, what can you do to, you know, to prepare for better, set yourself up for financial success? Yeah, that that news is is good news for people in your field. I guess bad news for vendors for, of weddings. But, <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah, you know, right, right. So many so many people are superstitious about about things revolving around their wedding. Like the, you see different things that happen related mm-hmm. to your actual wedding day and you take it as a sign of something. And I can't tell you, it, it got to the point where we, we were, we were ready to strangle somebody if they said this to us again, because mm-hmm. when my wife and I got married uh, almost 14 years ago, uh, we're getting close okay. to our 14 year anniversary, okay. but sure. um, we did an outdoor wedding Okay. and, um, and it rained all uh. day all day and forced us inside. Like we couldn't have, we couldn't use the venue the way that we wanted to. We had a backup plan. Um, but ultimately we didn't get to have the ceremony outside like we wanted to. And I can't tell you how many people tried to cheer us up that day. I, we appreciate it, but it just got so repetitive. Uh, how many people told us, you know, it's good luck if you if it rains on your wedding day. (laughs) True. True. I said, sure I said great. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll, maybe we'll appreciate that 50 years from now, but right now that's not helpful. <laughs> no. Yeah. I mean, and you'd think getting married outside would be cheaper. I don't, I'm sure you probably don't recall, but, but I think from what I have heard, we did not get married outside. Uh, we had a very traditional wedding. Um, this was, I think this was, so I got married back in 1998. So a long time ago. Um, and when we did, you know, it was, I think just just different expectations. You know, we had a, a church wedding. Um, you know, we did have a nice reception with a you know with a with a DJ. You know, music and stuff like that. But you know, it, it was a more traditional wedding. But now I think, and, and after that point, I think it's gotten even more popular to do an outside wedding. You know, barn weddings and things mm-hmm. like that, which you'd think would be cheaper because you're not renting a a church if, or any other facility. Yeah, but from what I've heard, you end up spending maybe more because you have to rent, you know, chairs and stuff like that that you might not. Yeah, yeah, I I don't know, nor do I think it would be good for my for my mental health to go back and look at how much money we spent on our wedding sure. and, think, and thinking about all the places where we spent and probably shouldn't have. But <laughs> oh. but uh, that that's kind of what we're here to talk about today. Is yeah. Um, ways to save money and, and ways not necessarily do it on the cheap, but right. it, this is more about um, a, how you could find some ways to save money. And then B, like you said, right. look, if, if people want to, if people have the money to do it, by all means, do what you want to do. And, and your job, as you mentioned, is we plan for major life events. Um, and so, right. um, you, you know, you help people to say, okay, well, what do you want to spend when, when you eventually get down the road to getting married and you want to have a plan for how to do that? Um, what do you want to spend? Let's help you, let's help you get there. So, um, mm-hmm. let's, let's, let's dive into it. What, what do you, do you, do you read into anything about the, um, the, the, 
the study that you found where yeah. it's like the, the less money you spend, the more likely you are to, yeah. to be married longer. Do you re- what do you read into that? Yeah. Yeah. What, I mean, what I think, and, and, and some of the articles I saw suggested this, that there's, there's so much excitement and build up and focus on the wedding event, you know, that it, it takes some of the, the focus away from what, you know, what people might be really want to be thinking about, you know, how you're going to, how you're going to manage this life together. Um, not just financially, I guess, but other ways too. But, but I, I wonder too, if it doesn't create some, some financial stress that you start the marriage with, if you, if you spend more, that's mm. my, I guess, my first thought as, as a planner. I mean, I read, um, I think it has been different during COVID. I wonder, it'll be interesting to see what people spend this year that the average, uh, the average wedding cost, um, for 2021 was $28,000, which was the same actually as 2019, which I thought was, was kind of interesting because, you know, what I heard people saying they were doing last year was maybe some smaller events or something like that due to COVID. Um, and, and they weren't maybe having the big blowout that they would have before, but so you'd think, you'd think in 2019 previous to the, the COVID pandemic that people would have been really having those big weddings. I mean, 28,000 seems like a lot to me. Um, there's of course a lot of variation in that. Um, but I also thought it was interesting, you know, what happens after that, right? Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, you and Nicole have been able to stay married, so I don't know if you uh, <laughs> if you broke with that tradition. I don't. We don't know. I don't know exactly what we spent on our wedding. I'm sure you probably don't don't either. But you know, I thought that was was quite interesting. Um, you know, to to find that, and I've got a little data if you want to dig into it too. This show is presented by the Ginther Group, a real estate team based right here in the Triad and the only ones we trust here on the Triad Podcast Network. I've been podcasting with Blake Ginther and his team for a few years now, always blown away by how well the experts at the Ginther Group can make sense of a rapidly changing and oftentimes chaotic real estate market. I know I feel smarter after each episode we record right here on the Triad Podcast Network. Then when it came to sell a home, I chose the Ginther Group. They steered me in the right direction at all times in terms of how much time and money to invest in order to maximize the things I wanted out of the transaction. And we ended up selling for nearly 10% above asking. Look, I can't guarantee you the same results, but why wouldn't you at least meet with them and see what's possible? Call 336-283-8689 or visit theginthergroup.com to see if The Ginther Group can help you own your future. Now back to the show. I I think regardless of how much we would have spent if I was to look back on it now, I would say, oh, I wouldn't have done this. I wouldn't have done this. This wasn't sure. important. And I think we would have found ways to do it differently and probably saved more money. Um, but yeah, let, sure. let's, hear, so let's hear some of these stats. I did not know the, the average wedding was $28,000. That, yeah. that is a lot of money. Seems like it, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, especially if that was the little event. That's you know, not an, that's not an amount. That's not an amount that I could write a check for. So, <laughs> yeah, right, right, yeah. Especially usually when you're when you're getting married, you know, you're yeah. usually kind of, you know, new in careers and and stuff like that, and then, mm-hmm. you know, and and of course I'm thinking like, okay, can you can you do that and still buy a house? You know, if you want, if that's a financial goal. So, so I guess what I hope is people will be kind of thoughtful. I think there's kind of maybe some social pressure somewhat to have a big wedding, right? Mm-hmm. And so. 
but if you know hopefully people will find this you know helpful and and i guess i should i should define big because one of the other things i, I found was interesting was um you're more likely to stay married if you spent a little less maybe on the wedding but had more people at it hmm. which i know is a challenge i'm sure because usually the more people the more cost so i just thought that was was interesting and and then we can talk about why that you know why that might be but um, but one thing that kind of stood out to me was uh, this, and this is a few years old, this, this data. So it'd be interesting to see what this might be now, but if you spent a thousand dollars or less on a wedding, which sort of sounds like you, I guess, knowing that more people were there running off to the justice of the peace or something, you know, yeah. that, <laughs> yeah, that yeah. that's probably not exactly maybe what happened, but maybe a traditional, you know, low key church wedding, maybe, but um if you spent a thousand dollars or less, um, you were 53% less likely to get divorced. Really? So quite a bit. Yeah. Less likely to get divorced. Um, if you spent somewhere between a thousand and 5,000, uh, you were 18% less likely to get divorced. So, um, so maybe $5,000 or less was kind of that cap where you're, you know, if you're spending less than that, there's a pretty significant, you know, amount of, of or a significant probability that you would, you would stay married as opposed to those who spent um, a little more, like it, when it went from 10,000 to 20,000. So people in that range where you're spending 10 to 20,000, um, you were, you were about 30% more likely to, to end up in a divorce. So I thought that was interesting. So you know, 10 to 20,000. And, and that's still, you know, less than the average cost of the wedding. Right. Yeah. Um, and if you spent $20,000 or more on a wedding, you're 46% more likely to divorce. So the, if you, especially on those getting $20,000 or more of those, you know, what you might say is a, yeah. Is a, I mean, you want to say that, I want to say that's a high dollar wedding. However, we just said the average, wedding goes $28,000, yeah. right? So in the uh, yeah, in in the spirit of being I guess responsible journalists, do you, what what was the source on those on those numbers? Yeah, this was some research um it was published in the Social Science Research Network uh and this was back and I should say this is back in 2014. So it would be interesting to see what that um what those numbers would be like today. Yeah. Um, okay. So if somebody hears that and they say, okay, well, I let, for the sake of a long-term for long-term happiness, um, maybe I need to find out some ways to save money. Do you have some, some general tips that, that you would offer in terms of how to do this a little bit more responsibly financially? If, if, if someone was so inclined. Sure. Yeah. I mean, general, I mean, of course, I'm not an expert in wedding planning, but I would say as a general idea, you know, go into it with a budget. I, I would guess some of those folks that ended up spending a lot more, maybe, maybe didn't have a, a good budget going into it. And just, you know, you, you get shown multiple options maybe, and you end up, you know, just kind of choosing based on, well, that one looks nice, or maybe mm -hmm. we should do that too, because so-and-so had that at their wedding. Mm -hmm. And then before you know it, it kind of balloons out of control and you've got a, you know, a, a 20, 20 or $25,000 wedding. And maybe that wasn't the intent. Right. So, um, 
So I would say go go into it with a budget um, because you're probably going to be shown a lot of a lot of options. I don't know if that's how it went when you guys got married, Adam, but you're you're picking a lot of stuff, right? Yeah. You're making a lot of choices, and it could probably get you know get out of hand. And and I, you know certainly when we're planning for you know big goals, you know maybe it's college planning for your kids or you know, you're thinking about the retirement, you know, you envision, you know, is oftentimes you'll have to set some priorities, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, like if, if it is most important to do it outside, yeah, I'm sure there's so many different options, you know, of how you could do it outside. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's so, if it's very important to have, you know, a, a certain size wedding, you know, more people. And it, and I thought it was interesting, you know, here would suggest if you had, uh, 200 or more guests, you're much more likely to stay married. So I don't huh. know enough about that, but you know why that might be, um, you know, the, but you know, you want, to, so I think it's interesting, I guess maybe that shows kind of a commitment to, to, to people and, and relationships more than kind of shiny things perhaps, but, um, yeah. but so not necessarily excluding people from your wedding, but I would say maybe setting some priorities um, yeah. and setting a budget that's not going to, you know, carry, carry a burden into yeah. the relationship, into the marriage. I, I look at it in a similar way where it's, it's very like any major life event or even major life purchase. Like, cause if you're thinking of this as a purchase, um, mm-hmm. just strictly getting down to the money part of it, it's always helpful to go down and figure out what's important. So right. when, you're, when you're buying a house, what, what are the things right. that we want? What are the things that we feel like we can leave, live without when you're buying right. a car? What do I, what do I absolutely have to have out of a car? And what are the things that are, they're, they're nice. They're, they're wants versus needs. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for a wedding to me, if you want to do this in, in a way that we are not going to break your budget, separate your wants versus needs. Right. Right. Right, right. We want we want to have this many people. We want to have this type of location. We want to have, or or sorry, we need to to have this many people. We need to have this, but like things like centerpieces and 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 those things. Those we want to have this, but if at the end of the day we can't have it, then yeah, we can scale back in that area. Or, um, you know, we care more about the party than than the ceremony. Like the ceremony is about what we're the fact that we're actually officially being married, but we want to make sure that the reception is awesome and everyone has a good time. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So the, the yeah. presentation and everything with the reception is more important than the, than the ceremony. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I, th- I think so too. And I just, I wonder if, you know, if you, if you don't plan ahead, you don't set a budget and then you regret that maybe because then you're paying for it later yeah. or you realize, gosh, you know, we had the money for it. We just, we chose to spend money on our wedding, but we could have now made a down payment on a home, but now we can't. Right. If you, if you regret that, I mean, I just wonder if it also starts to cloud the way you feel about the marriage. Does that make yeah. sense? Like, I it, don't know. It, yeah. I mean, it does. that could be, I, I mean, I'm not, you know, it's, that's out of my expertise, certainly, but you have to wonder if you sit and think about your actual wedding and you're like, gosh, why did we, yeah. Why did we, you know, why did we do that? Why did we spend $30,000 on that? I mean, you start to look at your spouse and be like, yeah. oh, maybe we shouldn't have even gotten married. You know, that's weddings, weddings and honeymoons are a lot of fun, 
but they last yeah. after two weeks, it's all over. And if, and yeah. if you're, if you're putting yourself in a position where you're having to scrape by after it's all over, then that puts mm-hmm. an immediate, that puts an immediate stress on your relationship. Right. And we know we've talked about this, I think before on a different podcast is that, you know, f- financial strain is one of the key things that people report as reasons yeah. they get divorced or for mar- for relationship strife or struggles. And so mm-hmm. I just wonder if you're not setting yourself up for, you know, some challenges down the road. The Triad Podcast Network is presented by Icon Custom Builders in Winston-Salem. We've all been there. You're thinking of making some changes around the house. So what do you do? You take to social media, ask for recommendations to make those home improvements, and inevitably, you get 20 responses and each one has a different answer. You're even more confused. Well, we're here to make it easy for you. Just talk to our friends at Icon Custom Builders. Whether it's a large or small renovation, they've been transforming homes in the triad since 2005. And like we've been saying for several months now, chances are you've got more equity in your home than you realize. So now could be the perfect time to consider some upgrades. Maybe you want to modernize your kitchen or optimize your outdoor space for entertaining. You can even restore your older home with a more functional layout and design while preserving the original character and charm. Whatever's on your wish list, Icon can help turn it into reality. Now, if you're like me, the whole idea of home renovation is overwhelming. But not to worry, Icon has a full-service design-build team that guides homeowners through every step of the process. Just visit their website, IconCustomBuilders.com, to schedule a consultation and start your dream project today. I think having that's something that not a lot of people are able to do because, you know, if, especially if people are young and getting married for the first time, like, of course, you're not thinking about your future as much as just the idea of, sure. like, I can't wait to get married. It's going to be so great. And, and right. we're not telling people to have a, a, a wedding that you're not going to enjoy, but at the same time, if you can keep an eye on what your life is going to be like together for those early years and at least have somewhat of a reserve or a plan for that, it's going to benefit your marriage in, in so many ways. I, I think so. And I, and I, I think, you know, nobody's saying obviously don't, don't have a, a wedding. Um, don't have a nice wedding. I mean, I think these aren't absolute numbers by any stretch. Right. So uh, so certainly people that do spend a lot on the wedding do do remain married in, in many cases. But I, I wonder if it's and I don't know this for, for the, to be the case or have any insight or data around this. But I wonder if it's those folks that. You know, that really planned it out, that really worked together to um, come up with with what was important to them and then executed that plan and you know, did it together and then still felt good about it later, no matter what you spent, you know, I mean, I yeah. would think that those folks are in a better shape than folks that, you know, just kind of started making decisions and then it ballooned out of control and then they regret yeah. those decisions later. So what's, what's typically your advice for, for, for people that are trying to plan financially for a wedding? And this could be people that are actually getting married or this could be parents um, or grandparents yeah. or, or aunts and uncles of, of people that are getting married and they want to, they want to help save up to help pay for the wedding because a lot yeah. of the things that happen in, in your line of work are, are things that people are planning for many, many years in advance, like planning, right. for, planning for retirement or planning for college, things that are going to happen, you know, decades down the road. Right. But right. a, lot of, a lot of times, you know, weddings 
you may only have a year or two or less sure. to, to, to sure. plan for a wedding. So how, how I'm, I'm curious, like what advice or how you typically talk to people about approaching that kind of scenario? Yeah. I mean, I think if you're, if your parents, you know, like, like we are, I mean, I think I, I expect my children to get married. I mean, I know they may not, but, but I have that expectation. And so you're we, planning for it. I'm planning for it. You know, right. if it doesn't happen, then that's fine. But, but, you know, so we try to put money aside, try to, try to have that goal because it's our goal certainly to help them pay for the wedding. Um, so I think we try to put that money aside. I mean, I think, um, you know, a lot of our, our wedding personally, we, you know, we paid for a lot of that on our own. Um, but, you know, we, we tried to put money aside. I mean, I just, I hate the thoughts of somebody borrowing money to pay for a wedding. Like that just the thoughts of that just kind of make me just like, Oh, you know, is that's, is that really what you want to do? I mean, cause you're going to, you're gonna make, there's just not a great way probably to finance that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you certainly wouldn't hate to put it on a credit card. We talked about credit card debt and things like that. So, so I would really say, you know, to avoid debt. Gosh, you know, really, you know, create a budget. You know, set some priorities and then try to, you know, like you said, usually you're, you know, you don't have 18 years typically, especially if you're paying for it yourself mm-hmm. to prepare for that. I wouldn't expect people to wait 18 years, but you know, it may be something where you say, well, we, you know, we have to wait a little bit to get married, you know, before we can, until we can pay yeah. for what we want. Um, so it's about trade-offs or say, okay, we, we want to get married this year. Um, and then the trade-off of that is we don't, maybe we don't have an open bar because we don't have the money for that. You know, mm-hmm. if, we, if we really want an open bar, it has to be next year. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I, I think the point that you raised, because I, you know, you go back to what financial strain can can do to a marriage. Um, just the idea of, if at all possible, avoid taking on debt. Like the last thing you want, I, I would think financially, is to start off your marriage with a significant amount of debt that you have to worry about. Because yeah. people, you know, people in a in a marriage, if they're young, they're already going to have things like student loans. They might have credit card debt. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't want to add more to that. Right. I certainly wouldn't. And I think you could, you could think of it as sort of a trial run of how you're going to, to plan and deal with, you know, financial expenses when you do get married. That's mm-hmm. the way I would think about it is that this is kind of a dry run. Yep. You know, how, how is this going to be handled? How do you make decisions together? Because you probably don't agree exactly on different things. Um, you know, how, how are, what are your opinions on debt? You know, how are you going to, how are you going to come to to an a, hopefully an agreement, and then how do you deal with that such that nobody has regrets later? Yeah. So is this just as simple as doing the math? Where if if somebody says, okay, um, I need to probably try to save twenty five to thirty thousand dollars based on average costs of wedding if I want to pay for it myself, um, right? And here's the here's the runway that I have in terms of years. So I need to put away this amount of money every month to get to that, to get to that number. Right. Yeah. I think it could be, I mean, I think possibly you could sell an asset. I mean, if you had a used car, we were talking about car shopping before we started. I mean, now's probably the time to sell it. You know, if you've got something like that, you know, you've got, we've talked about like side hustles and stuff before. Um, You know, I think, I think those two just involve some planning, you know, some awareness of what you need and how can I come up with that, you know, and kind of get, you know, get creative and, and, 
And I guess hopefully what I would hope people would hear from this is that it, it really does matter. I mean, it's not, it's, it is in some ways just about doing the math, but it, it does affect your relationship in ways that, you know, could, could carry a really significant, um, you know, significant weight, you know, not just, not just financially, because we, we just, we just have learned and kind of talked about how, you know, maybe yeah. creating this financial burden, you know, might actually lead to the demise of, um, of the relationship itself. So, so I think that's super, super critical to remember. Yeah. And we don't want that. And uh, yeah, to, to look at it in more of a glass half full scenario, maybe the answer isn't just to save money, but I love, I always love the idea of, Hey, if, if you want more money to spend on something, maybe find some ways to make some more money. Um, Hey, Hey, but what about this? Maybe pick up a skill that you could use at weddings. With so many people, oh, there getting, you go. <laughs> maybe with so many people getting Valid married, maybe point. you could uh, be a wedding photographer or videographer or a DJ or 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 something. You know, be find a skill that that somebody could use for their wedding, and you'll spend your spring and summer making money. And maybe by the time it's by the time you're ready to get married, you'll have all that money saved up. There you go. That's a that's a great idea right there. <laughs> that's, that's good advice. Good yeah. advice. <laughs> All right, Jennifer, any, any final words of wisdom for, for those getting ready to get married this, this summer? Gosh, you know, best, best wishes to all those that are planning. I certainly hope it, it goes great. I hope there's no, no rain clouds on your wedding day and uh, yeah. all that stuff. But uh, I think just, you know, plan ahead, understand the trade-offs that you're making, um, you know, set, set that relationship off on the right, the right footing. And um, if I can help them in any way, plan for, for big goals, you know, I think especially as you start a new marriage, that's a great yeah. time to be doing some planning. You know, I do, um, you know, offer at least a, a initial consultation with folks, uh, your listeners there, so they can always reach out to me and we can talk about it, see if it's something I can help them with. Um and I th- you know, one final thought that I didn't mention before, but I meant to is I, feel, I thought it really interesting that I found an article that had the same conclusions um, in the United Kingdom that hmm. f- folks that spent more in pounds and I did not do the conversion of pounds to dollars. So I don't know what the thresholds were, but, you know, same kind of premise, you know, folks that spent um you know, more on the wedding actually ended up maybe with a little less financial success in their marriage and, and less success of the marriage overall. So, so just maybe give you some confidence going into the planning that um, it is important, you know, don't succumb to peer pressure to spend more because of maybe what you see out there may not be the right thing to do. Yeah. Ultimately, if they're, if your friends and family are with you on your big day, they're going to have fun. And that's uh, right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And then uh, you can get your marriage off on the right foot when all the celebration is over by being in a, in a good place financially. And, and like you said, once people are newlyweds and, you know, they start thinking about, all right, planning for future and eventually they want to have, if they want to have kids and saving for college and uh, what, and they want, they need someone like you to help. How can, how can they find you? Yeah, they can welcome to visit us on our website, three magnolias financial uh, advisors.com. That's all spelled out. Um, they can also call me at 336 701 1600. We're a local company here in Winston Salem. 
Uh, two great ways. You can email me as well, Jennifer at three, like the number three dash Magnolias with an S. So all those great ways to contact me. I'm happy to talk to you. Guys. All right, Jennifer. Good stuff. We'll uh, yeah. we'll catch up soon here later in the summer. All right. Sounds good. Thank okay. you. Thanks, Adam. Securities offered through Satara Advisor Networks, LLC, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Three Magnolias Financial Advisors. Three Magnolias Financial Advisors and Satara Advisor Networks are not affiliated. Satara is under separate ownership from any other named entity. All information is believed to be from reliable sources. However, we make no representation as to its completeness or accuracy. All economic and performance information is historical and not indicative of future results. The market indices discussed are unmanaged. Additional risks are associated with international investing such as currency fluctuations, political and economic stability, and differences in accounting standards. The views depicted in this material are for information purposes only and not necessarily those of Satara Advisor Networks, LLC. They should not be considered specific advice or recommendations for any individual. Neither Satara Advisor Networks, LLC, nor any of its representatives may give legal or tax advice. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode on the Triad Podcast Network. Our mission is simple. Provide information, advice, and stories about the people and places that make the North Carolina Triad such a great place to be. You can find us by searching Triad Podcast Network on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, pretty much wherever you like to listen. If you like what you heard and want to support the show and those that contribute, we would truly appreciate a rating and review on your favorite podcast app. It helps spread the word along, as do your shares on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Triad Podcast. To get in touch with us, simply email info at triadpodcast.com. Thanks for listening. This is the Triad Podcast Network.